I bet you want me to, you want me to throw these on just so I can hear myself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You like, uh, if you feel more comfortable with those on. Let's see. I like to do because I can't, check. I can't really hear that well sometimes. Oh, where? I got DJ ears, bro. Oh, no, nah, I feel DJ you. Out. I'm on the same tip. Let me know when we're recording. from i'm pretty tired you know like, yeah <laughs> where like, you where you coming from tell me a little bit where you coming from like i'm working at chelsea in the moment um okay. just been kind of hectic i like started teaching middle school a few months back okay it's just been uh it's been funny like especially like working during the quarantine and shit like yeah it's too it is it's crazy i mean like i said i was telling you on the way up like with my nephew and everything like i, I get to see firsthand how wild it is yeah it's so, like i mean up, my nephew's upstate so i don't know how it is down here in the city but like when they uh like any sign of like a sniffle they get sent home. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like this whole thing. They like they have to get tested, and then they have to stay home for ten days. And it's like, can they come back? It's like this whole stressful thing. So I can yeah. imagine like the toll that's taking on kids, and then the toll that takes on a yeah, teacher. Man, it, you know, it's, it's real hectic. Like I know in New York, like New York City, like most schools aren't open yet. Yeah, like, they're like trying to transition into that right now. But like I'm working at a community center, and like mm-hmm. we have like like eight classrooms available right now. Yeah. So we pretty much like host these kids who will be working from home. Otherwise, you know, parents don't always have the ability to be there for their kids, support them while yeah. they're in school. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, school's online right now. These kids cannot fucking focus for shit. Like, yeah. And like, so no school is in the city. Nobody's going to any class. Nobody's going not, in at yeah, all. Not, right. Yeah. I think they're trying to open it come September. But right okay. now, everything's still all online. OK. It's not working. Yeah. So I'm just there to like provide support for the kids, help them out in whatever they can be like, you know, there's their in, in-person support. Yeah. But like even still, like like kids are having issues with like socializing. They're having issues with like, like just learning in general. Like nobody, nobody cares. Like online, like you know, like they, yeah. they close the tab, leave it on the corner, and go play Fortnite, do like yeah. whatever regular. Kids and then, do. It, yeah, then it's also it's on the parents to be responsible too. It just adds like this whole new level of education yeah, yeah. that parents. It was before, you know, before it was like parents said that was like their quiet time, you know, if they went or if they went to work or whatever, you know, it was like their time off. But now everything's condensed to one household, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of crazy. Well, I can't even imagine. But yo, tell me a little bit about yourself, man, because I don't. I, I was referred to you from my boy Dane. I'm, I'm sure you know Shout Dane. Out to Dane. Shout, Shout out to Dane. Dane. I got his board over here. We tried to we tried to put oh, it on, word. but yeah, check if, if you want to. Let me grab it. So, yeah, let me peep the new blue couch. See what's yeah. up with it. Check this out. This is uh, oh, what? what? Damn, hell yeah! I mean, it's always a, it's always mad beautiful to see the homies like. Like continuing their endeavors, like yeah, like I used to I actually used to skate for blue couch. I know you like, was telling me about this. Back. Damn, those are the days. Yeah, man. Damn, this is fire. Yeah, no. no, I keep it as a nice little art piece. I don't skate, so. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Big ups to Dan, for real. Yeah, shout out to Dan, man. <laughs> we might give him a call a little bit later. Uh, so, yeah, tell me. So, you, I saw you were born in Flatbush. Tell me a little bit about, like, your uh, your background growing up here and stuff. Just give yeah, me a little so, rundown. I mean, like, for the most part, like, I grew up in Flatbush. I was, like, like, me and my family were always bouncing around, like, all in Brooklyn. Like, I lived in Flatbush, Sunset Park, Midwood for a bit. That was type funny. Yeah, we, had, but, we used to live over there as well. Oh, where? Yeah. yeah, nah, yeah. It, was, it was a trip, yo. Yeah. It was a trip. But, uh, but yeah, Brooklyn born through and through. Yeah. What were you working on early on? Like, uh, were you all, you said you were skating for Dane and stuff. What was kind of something that you were pursuing when you were younger and stuff? Yeah, Actually, I mean, would you like some of this Adirondack red, uh, red wine infused oh, with a little black? Sponsored content. Let's go. Always, man. <laughs> and it, it fits right in with what we're going to talk about because, you know, you got your brand. This is local. You're local. 
Perfect, perfect. Cheers, yo. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Appreciate you. So, yeah, all right. So, a little bit, you say you grew up in Flatbush, grew up out here. Tell me a little bit more about, like, how you kind of, because what we're going to talk about today is the, the nut butter stuff that you have. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, so, essentially, like, what got me into the food industry was, like, yeah. I remember I was, like, 17. I was obsessed with becoming a chef. And my, my girlfriend at the time, like, like, one of her pop's friends, like, used to run a restaurant in L.A. I, like, mm-hmm. had just graduated high school. I, like, moved abroad for a bit. Well, not even abroad. I moved down south. I was, like, living in Brazil for a while. Okay. So I came back to the States, and I was, like, kind of just, like, damn, I'm not really doing Like, nothing's really popping off right now in New York. So they had this homie who owned a restaurant in L.A., and they were just, like, yo, why don't you go check it out? We'll go work for him. He could, like, what kind of restaurant? It was, a, it was, like, a small French bistro in Highland okay. Park. Word. So I, I had moved out there when I was, like, 17 to sort of just, like, pursue this, like, career in cooking that I always wanted, mm-hmm. at least back then. But then I got into the kitchen, yo. Homie worked me like a dog, son. He was yeah. like, you trying to be a chef? I'm going to fucking teach you what being a chef okay, is word. About. Okay, let's talk about this. Man. Was this your first time ever working in the service industry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, time, word. Yo. I remember my first time ever, like, uh, I don't even think I worked there that long. It was like this Italian restaurant in the Lower East Side. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 don't even, I don't even need to think. I know I didn't work there that long. <laughs> I got hired uh, as like a waiter or whatever, and I had never waited in my life. I was uh, just lying. I was, only, I was always a bar back. Naturally. But it was, yeah, you know. But it was uh, this fancy spot, and you know, I, we had to like interact with the chef, and I made the mistake of calling him man, like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Yeah. And this dude like roasted me like right on the spot. He's like, "You always refer to me as chef," yes, like this whole thing, man. Yeah. And I, ever since then, I was just like, "Dude, this is not for me, bro. Can't do it." I feel you. I mean, so, so that's what happened to you. You went out there, and you were what happened after that moment? I mean, I, I definitely fell in love with it. Like, I fell in love with all the processes of cooking, but like, I wasn't. Like, it just, like, the environment was a little too staticky for me. It yeah, was it's going to have you talk, right? Oh, yeah, I got you. No, no, you're good. I got my loosen this up for you, too, oh, so sure. you got a little bit of space there. So, but yeah, it was just, like, that, that shit was hard, yo. And especially, like, at the time, like, I was, like, 17 turning 18, like, just moved to L.A. by myself, paying my own bills. Homie had me working, like, $9, 10 an hour. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> it was rough, but I was, like, yeah. mad grateful for the experience. It really, like, it really taught me a lot about myself and, like, just how to, like, it, like, gave me even more of a hustler's mentality than I had. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that really fueled my drive and, like, working in the service. And then I moved back to New York City. I was about to say, how, did you stay out there for much longer after that? Nah, I did. I was there for a year, honestly. Okay. Like, like, I was mad young. I didn't know how to drive. Like, oh, I was wild, bored in L.A. <laughs> yeah, yo, that's that always is so crazy to me, man. I remember being in college out here because I, I, I'm from Florida. But yeah. I remember being in college out here and being in classes and, and like, you know, talking to just classmates or whatever. And I used to overhear somebody be like, yo, man, I'm so nervous. I got to go take my permit today. I'm like, bro, what? Like 22, 21 years old, like you don't even have your license. Because in Florida, yeah. like I had my Everybody permit at like 15. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I had my shit at 15. Ah, son. It's so funny. Yeah. Fucking B44 is my car. Like, hey, word. <laughs> so what happened? So you so you went out to LA and then uh, you came back to New York. And what kind of like was the, the initial thing that kind of went down when you came yeah, back? I was just like initially just trying to keep it low key. You know, like I, I moved back into my parents and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? You know, I was just like, like honestly, like during that time, I was pretty much just like skating and working in yeah. like random restaurants. Then. I started working at um, Labor Skate Shop, so I okay. was there for some time, you know, grinded my roots in the LES, and then from there, like, ended up pretty much, like, bopping around in different service jobs in that neighborhood, like, started off at Dimes, and I ended up, like... What's Dimes? What's Dimes that? is, like, uh, it's like a health food spot in the, in the Lower East Side. Okay, Real good. Actually, big shout out to them, because that's where I'm um, producing my nut butters, actually. Okay. I'm, like, working out of their kitchen in the LES, and then from there, I went to, like, another bar in the area, and then just, like, another bar after that, but pretty much, like, I started... Like, it was, like, beginning of quarantine when I had, like, just began to make the nut butters only because, like, like I, I needed I needed income. I needed to yeah. find stability. 
And, like, you know, there wasn't any work going around. So I was just like, fuck, let me actually take the time and, like, put some work into myself. Yeah, and, I, I mean, it's interesting, too. I mean, talk to me a little bit about the, I mean, the the overall, like, message behind the product. Uh, just from, like, a brief rundown of what I, like, read just on, like, kind of, like, your website and stuff. You were looking to kind of tap into the health food market for more of, like, the local communities. Yeah, definitely. Things like that. So talk to me about, you know. I right, so I... It's going to sound funny, but, like, I love artisanal foods. I love small batch foods. Yeah. It's always been something that interested me, you know? But one of the things that really troubled me was, like, yo, none of these people look like me. Like, none of this, mar- like, none of their branding or yeah. marketing is directed to or catered to people who look like me. And that shit always kind of frustrated me. Like, yeah. yo, you think of mom and pop shops. You think of, like, mom and pop, like, artisanal food brands. You think of, like, someone, like, living in, like, upstate New York in a beautiful farm. Like, a yeah. happy white couple. Like, you know, it doesn't know, like that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Like I'm out here making food, I'm making a quality product on my own mm-hmm. my hand. And like, you know, I know my shit's good. Yeah. And like my shit deserves to be up on the shelves with like all these other products as well. And yeah, I feel and like I've my product it. really stands out. And like, that's part of the reason why I'm like continuing this endeavor at this point, just cause like, I love taking up this space and like such yeah. a, such a white environment, you know? Yeah. Word. And have you, have you, uh, have you found that it's, it's picking up traction? Yeah. Like, oh, and so. you just, and so you just started this too, like over, the, like right as like the pandemic kind of like yeah, hit, yeah, you like were just April like, all right, 15th. I got to do something. Yeah. April 15th was a launch day. And I wasn't even like, honestly, like I wasn't even thinking that it was going to pop off like this. Like, yeah. I was just making batches. Like I was like testing out recipes in my crib. Trying to like, say to like sell to like local friends and shit. Just yeah, trying exactly. to make, yeah, yeah, I was just doing like, like bike orders. Like I'd be like, yo, hit me up on Instagram. Like yep. I got you. And like, I would fucking like. I would, like, draw a map every week, and I would, like, just, like, hustle on my bike, like, yeah. door to, like door-to-door to all, all the homies' cribs. And then it started popping off when, um, the, like, some a few of my homies had set together, like, a fundraiser, like, stoop sale yeah. in Greenpoint, and they actually ended up raising, like, OD bread, like, they, they managed to, like, do, like, I think it was, like, six, six sales in total. They raised, like, 200K. Word. Because, like, all the, all the homies ended up pulling through. Like, a lot of the homies, like, work at Supreme and Palace yeah. and, like, you know, all those, like, hypebeast companies, like, pulled up and, like, pulled up a mad product and ended up raising mad bread. But that's when my shit started to pop off because, like, once I was selling there, like, I started to gain some more notoriety. Yeah. Here I am now. Like, you know, like, more shops, like, hit me up. And also, like, like the first retailer that I was at was, uh, was Dimes, which is the okay. restaurant the- that I'm working out of. And... Now I'm being carried there, and I don't know, like, through word of mouth, like, just really started to pop off. Word, and what, like, what made you go with Nut Butter? What was, like, what was, like, the, the, the idea behind the product? Because it's a funny yeah, name, yeah. bro. Like, when, nah, when Dane told me about the name, I was, like, I was, like, in my head before I even looked at it, I was, like, yeah. Danny's Nut Butter. I was, hey, like, yo. <laughs> I mean, not for, like, this shit really started off as a joke initially, like. Word, word. I, I was going to say, like, did you, like, fuck around, and you just, like, you knew the name was funny. Yeah. You yo, know? I had, I had no intention of starting this initially. Like, four years back, I was in a group chat bunch of home like i was working at this health food spot i don't even remember how the conversation came about but a homie had drawn a mock-up for a logo and he was like yo this is mad hilarious and i was like oh word this is funny i've like made a few batches back then but didn't take yeah. it seriously and then like you know quarantine came through and i was like oh fuck i ain't got no work let me try to find something that i could hustle with so mm-hmm. i remember i had that logo and i was like yo maybe i could just run with this yeah and you know what's so funny is like i find it so uh it's so i it's so cool to me like the create I, I identify, I should say this, I identify with the creativity levels that lies within, like, the skate world for some mm-hmm. reason. Because I feel like it's just, like, the appreciation of just being, like, yo, this is funny, Danny's nut butter, bro. Like, I feel like that happens with, like, dude, you just, it just sounds like it was formulated in a group chat. You were, like, yeah. you know, that's awesome. Just, like, like, I don't know, like, real good shit comes from dumb humor. Yeah, exactly. Usually how good shit starts. Yeah. 
And so what, okay, so you started making the nut butter, you started doing door-to-door sales. What was like the, well, let's, let's go back a little bit too, because I don't want to, we'll, we'll jump back into the, the product and stuff, but tell me about like how you used to skate for Dane and stuff. Like how does that play a connection to the people that you met that helped influence that decision to make it? Like oh, how did you, so, yeah, man. like tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, Cause I know I mean, you skated for Blue Couch, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I was skating for, I mean, I, I'm still skating, but like I was skating for very long time like yeah. i first started when i was 11 word okay like growing yeah. up and like growing up out here like you just meet a plethora of different people like mm-hmm. i'll just go to like elliot skate park and boom like i have the one like five the, underneath the bridge time. yeah the, the one right underneath yeah, the i'll just bridge. go there sometimes just to hang out and chill man. yeah i mean just there's one. always there's always mad heads here like, yeah heads there. like now it's more like I, I find it to be like it's definitely like a little clicky and like now that i'm getting older i find like i don't really have a place there yeah yeah but back in the day i don't know like i always had my crew there i'll show up and like I would immediately like see like five like five homies and I'll just yeah just a common ground you know exactly yeah but yeah like skateboarding really it it really put me on to like a lot of different people and especially like especially like Dane like I wouldn't like if I didn't skate like I definitely wouldn't know him otherwise but yeah I'm like very grateful and very fortunate for the people I did meet through this like piece of wood Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny yeah it is it is kind of wild too and. Like I said, it, I like the create like again, like the creativity that lies within that world. I just understand. I just feel like it's just relatable to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it, it it was just interesting to me, like how you said you must have had these connections to the people that came to that yard sale in some shape or form, right? Like I the mean, yeah, yeah. Everyone else out there was like pretty much like a homie. Like and is like is everybody like connected in the skate world out here? Like if say you've been here since you were you grew up here, so like what does that involve? You know what I mean? Is that how does that, how do you get acquainted with all the companies out here today? Is it just kind of like, yeah, I mean, more or less, I feel like, like once you start skating, it's like, even if you're like a friend of a friend, like there's this like sense of familiarity because like, like you are riding this, like you're, you're holding a skateboard. You're like, you know, you're a part, you're a part of this culture. So it's like, boom, there's already common ground there. So yeah, I feel like, 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 like the skate world is definitely like one of the most, like more, I want to say open sports. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like through that, like, like that was just like that was just enough for me to like find homies and like make connections. Like even back in the day, like a lot of the people that I was kicking it with, like 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 weren't even people that were like of my age. Like I was yeah. like I was like fifteen, sixteen, hanging out with like thirty year old skaters, and they were always like <laughs> putting me on to like random shit, like sneaking me into bars and like. Word. Yeah, she was, she I can't was even. Good. I've talked about that. I don't even know if I've talked about this on the show, but I definitely think about this all the time. Like I was like a wild kid when I was growing up. Like yeah. when when I was like middle school, not so much. I started chilling out when I was like ninth, tenth grade. Uh, but I can't imagine like being like a, a kid in New York City the first time where your parents are like, you can just take the train by yourself or mm-hmm. you can, you know, you're just off on your own. You had to learn how to become a pretty independent kid here like relatively soon, you know? And I can't even imagine, man, like all the, the wild stuff that could like goes down when you're like 13, 14 running around Flatbush. Bro, shit was funny. Like, yeah. Like I love way. Flatbush, by the way. I used to go to Brooklyn College. So, oh, like, I would, yeah, yeah, I used, yeah, to, I be, I used like, to be there all the time. Like, three blocks away from there. Like, Where? I was a spot. But yeah, like, growing up out here is mad funny. Like, I'm lucky enough for like, I had an older brother to like show me the ropes. Like, yeah. He was the one who like put me on the skating, actually. Like, I started skating like a year after him. But like, me and him, like, like if it wasn't for him, like, my parents are OD strict. They weren't like, letting me out because they, they know how wild the city gets and shit. Yeah. And, like, they were not trying to let me loose by myself. Word. So, like, like at a young age, like, I will just be going into, like, Midtown, like, night missions, like, skating to, like, 2, 3 a.m. when yeah. I was, like, 12, 13. And that shit. That's crazy. Like, out there. That's crazy. Know? Yeah, no, we were doing some fucked up things back then. Like, I, like it was, we were being so reckless, and I just, like, didn't think anything of it. But now that I, like, like now that I look back at it, like, we were, we were doing 
ridiculousness for no reason. Yo, I think about that same same stuff too. I have like family from upstate New York and like like how we were talking about kids earlier. Like my nephew, he all he does is like to play video games and yeah. chill. And like he goes outside here and there. But I remember when I was a kid, like I would be outside from like sunrise until like ten o'clock, nine o'clock at night, just yeah. like walking the trails. We didn't have cell phones back then. So it, and it was also a small town, but like just like even back then, like in the nineties and stuff, I feel like there was like a little less like worried you were gonna get kidnapped, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, or you were gonna get taken or some shit. <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely used to let us loose back then. Yeah, not so much anymore. These kids just like staying in. Yeah, post it up. Yeah, it's crazy. So talk to me a little bit about you know the teaching stuff. Like, what are some of the some of the fun stuff you run into with kids? Well, you're teaching middle school, right? Yeah, it's okay. Word. School. So yeah, I mean, yo, these kids are hilarious, honestly. Like, so the community center that I work at is like built into the Chelsea projects. Yeah, so it's like a combination of like kids from the neighborhood. But since COVID started, they actually opened up their program to, mm-hmm. like, pretty much, like, all the local schools. So now we got, like, a it's like a funny mix of, like, kids from the block. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, bougie-ass Chelsea kids. But they really, like, you know, for the most part, like, they all do get along, kind of. I mean, there's, like, some disagreements. Like, I have, I like, I, I got one kid in the classroom just, like, screaming rap lyrics every fucking Word. two seconds. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, yo, you can't be cursing in class. Like, you got to relax. And he's like, what you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm not even trying to, like... Like, if we was outside, I'd be talking to you way differently. Like, since, yeah. Since I'm, like, since I'm your teacher right now, I'm going to just keep it, I'm going to keep it relaxed, like. Yeah, I, yeah, I did, like, I did some substitute teaching as well, man, but it was in upstate New York, you know, my class size was, uh, was, uh, I think, like, 10. Yeah. It was, like, 10, and I did, it was literally the school that I was at, uh, I did it for, like, four or five months, but the uh-huh. school I was at was, like, um pre-k all the way to high school all yeah. in one you know what i mean and it was mad fun bro like i feel like as, if, as long as you're young they respect you you know what i mean as, long, yeah, as yeah. long as you like figure out how to play that common ground with kids but middle schoolers in new york city i can't imagine there might be a little bit might I be mean, a little bit a, trickier it's a big you know? change like i love i love the work that i'm doing now yeah my blood what are you teaching as well up so like it's not even like a or like just like a broad ca- yeah, okay yeah. so wait. like like essentially like the program that i'm working is like think of it as like study hall but like all day long like yeah i'm like monitoring these kids while they're doing their online classes oh okay yeah, okay, yeah. okay so like okay. i pretty much help them with every subject that they're like learning throughout Word. the duration of the day so like i thought i just had like reteach myself algebra and shit yeah because I'm, I'm not about to like come into class and look stupid in front of this kid like yeah like you know i, I got i gotta be on point with it i gotta know what i'm doing mm-hmm. but yeah it's just been mad funny like 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 again like like i feel like i'm in like i feel like i'm in like sixth grade right now teaching myself algebra like yeah. I've been taking a math class since I was in high school, yo. I was like, bro, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, I, dude, I think, yeah, man, I think, I think my favorite age group though was was working with kids that I think it was like first to like third and fourth grade. Those yeah. kids are just mad fun, you know what I mean? And really chill to hang around, you know what I mean? They're not too wild, mm. and you can <clears> kind of like keep them entertained. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to keep these kids entertained at this point. Like, <clears throat> like they're just like. What they do in the classroom is pretty much what they do at home. Like all they're doing is like staying online on the internet. Yeah. So like that, like like that is their world, and it's like, like pretty much like anywhere they go, especially like within the classroom space that they're in now. Like that's that's all they're going to be doing anyway. So yeah, are you promoting years. your product? Like, do you ever like promote your product to your parent, the kids' parents? They're like, t- like when they have uh, you have uh, what's that? Teach parent parent teacher conferences. You know, you got the product all laid out. Yeah, actually, like I gotta be real careful about bringing my stuff in the school. Oh, just true. Like. You know, Matt, because we having peanut allergies and shit. Oh, word. I don't want to, like, yeah, slip up and accidentally, you know, like, kill a kiss. <laughs> yeah, like, teach, just giving kids, like, little testing. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, I yeah. definitely do talk to them about it just because, like, I am, like, I am a young business owner of color. And, like, I'm trying to, like, I, I do want to put that energy onto, like, the youth. I want to put that onto, like, my students, you know. Yeah. So, 
I like I do like to talk about it and like I bless them with like a jar or two every now and then. Yeah. Or like even just like little things it's like stickers, just like keep them hyped. Like affirmations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Word. What's a uh, what's uh, what interesting thing? I you know what? Hold on, I'm gonna, I gotta remember it because Dane gave me a couple of things. I wanna actually, I wanna touch on some things that he made me laugh about. Let's see. You said you you did some artwork back in the day. Ah, fuck. Yeah, well, I'm a, we're gonna talk about this, bro. He no gave me a, shirts. Yeah, man. Okay. Oh yeah. He gave. Look, I I love this dude. Cause I, okay, there we go. I got all the information. I had a couple notes. Damn. I got a bunch of stuff, bro. Talk to me about the. Uh, we're not even. A, like, talk to me about you. You DJ. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. Because I, mean, I used to DJ as well. Oh, where? I used to do a. I used to do a radio show back in college, and then that kind of like transformed in, or transitioned into me like DJing for artists and yeah. doing shows. I was like on the. I don't know if you're familiar with some of these like Brooklyn artists, but I don't like. I had Radimus on here. He's like a, a big popular dude from Brooklyn that you oh, might word. you should check out for sure. But um, yeah, no, talk to me about DJing because you DJ for a collective though. Yeah, yeah. And so, so me and my homies started this Latinx DJ collective called Size on the Apartment. Um, let's see, we're like, I mean, we're all we're all Latinx, like we're all like Colombian and Nicaraguan and uh, Puerto Rican. Yeah, like pretty much, we're just trying to like highlight the Latinx di- diaspora. So we're just like playing music of all types of background, whether it's like African influence, Caribbean influence, yeah, and just like like or indigenous influence. So like that's our shit. We've been running it for a bit. I was about to say, how long has it been around for? So we started two, our first show was two years ago, and like because I feel like I've seen it on flyer. Like I feel like yeah, I've, I've we, definitely seen it around. When when I heard the name of it, I was like, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been going relatively well up until you know Corona came about. Like this year, we actually had the opportunity to play the. Play Moma PS One warm up, okay, which was a fucking blessing. Yeah, that's of course, cool. You know, I, I wish I had a crowd to play with. It was all live stream, but ah, uh, word. Still happy to do it. I got Dude, a chance yeah. to like, play alongside some like amazing people. Like, like one of my like favorite rappers at the moment is like JI Prince in New York. He was playing. You like you like JI Prince? Did did he drop? Didn't he drop JI the Prince? Didn't isn't he just JI now? Just JI now is that his thing? I think so. I think. I mean, you can't keep the Prince for too long, right? I guess you know. Nah, but yeah, yeah. So you DJ New York? I don't know about that, but you know. I fuck with Jay. It's just cool. Yeah, no, nah, I I fuck with him. He's just a little too young for me still, but I he, like. He's definitely a young boy. He's like what, like eighteen, nineteen? Yeah, he's still, he's young. He's too young, and he's like talk. He's like rapping about shit that I'm like too young, bro. Too like, young. Bro, you're still in high school. Yeah, <laughs> my man, you're still in high school, bro. You're still you hot. You're hot. It's just cool, you know. You know who I really like though that I feel like he got like a, a big influence from his A Boogie. I love A Boogie. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? A Boogie. Yeah, they, they just did a track together too, and that's it. Did they? Oh, that's word. Fun, yeah. yeah, word. So yeah, it's uh, it's funny, man. Like, what what were some of the other shows that you've done? Like when you were DJing for for them, what were some of the people that you worked with? Let's see. I mean, I'll like like for the most part, like I usually like throw sets together with just like the homies. So like, right. like one of my favorite people to DJ is fucking um, this dude. Like one of the homies, Brendan. He goes by uh, he's, he goes he, he plays under the moniker Star, Star Child and New Romantic. Like that's okay. his, that's his band. Homies like one of my favorite musicians, hands down. He knows what he's doing. But like, but like, yeah, like as long as you're, as long as you're able to play music and you can bring that energy in a crowd, like that's just, that's just my shit. Like, yeah. What are some of your, uh, I know some of my favorite venues that I DJed at. What are some of your, what are some of your favorite spots? Oh, Cause it's, it can, it can hit or miss, bro. It can yeah, be, it could real, sure. it could really kill the vibe if it's not like, like yeah, the right I mean, sound I system. Like, I was like running a party over at the standard with South on department. So like that was one of the funnest, yeah. funnest nights. Which like, one? The one in West or the West side or uh, one by yeah, the, yeah. The one in, the one in Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you know, they got the like nice ass. Rooftop, rooftop deck, yeah. yeah. I used so to work like, there as a bar back for a little oh, bit. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, back I mean, in the I day. I love being in that space. Not because not it's like... I love being in that space because, like, 
it's just so not me. That shit is mad fucking bougie and overwhelming. And like just to be in that space and like to be able to trap it out with all my homies and shit, like Yeah. It yeah. was kind of wild. Like every time I was there, I was kind of like, damn, what the fuck are we all doing here? Drinks is mad expensive. Like if I if I didn't have a bottle, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Like, even so, we're getting it popping. Like for sure. Yeah, no, I, that was like my shit too. Yeah, I used to love DJing at like, you know, the traditional like Brooklyn spot, like yeah. the basement or like the fire, like little small venues and mm-hmm. stuff. But then it was always nice when you would switch it up and you'd be like DJing your shit in a space that doesn't really, you're like, this doesn't. Where, you know. I mean, I still remember the first gig I played. I remember. Yeah, what was that? What was it like? I was, I was 19. I was playing at Elvis Guest House in the East Village. Didn't that close down? Yeah, they yeah, closed right? down a while ago, right? Yeah, shouts out to the homie Billy who was running that spot. Word. He really, yeah, he, he was just like showing mad love. Like, it was my first gig. I think I, think I was playing off an iPad and shit. Like, yeah. But I was just mad excited to, like, have, like, all my friends together in that room and feeling that energy. Like, I fell in love with it, and I just yeah. had to continue it. It is really fun, man. What's, how, what are some of the, uh, let's see if we have sh- similar, similar ideas of what are the worst things about being a DJ at a party? Yo, I just hate when people come up to me and, like, request shit. Like, not, <laughs> this is number one. Like, no, it's just like, I'm not that's got to be the that. number one. It's like, yo, stop requesting yeah, shit. Like, I'm not trying to hear that. Like, but there has been times, though. There has been times uh, where somebody's requesting me. I'm like, oh, shit, I got that. Uh, and that's a good song. That's a good song. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll give you your props. Yeah, every every once in a while that happens. But for the most part, yo, don't come up to me and request a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, request yeah. a song. So, wait, what? when when did you actually start DJing? Was it still when you were younger? Yeah, must, I mean... Yeah, when I was 19, that's when, like, I started. Oh, that's when you started. Yeah, oh, so your first gig was, like, right around when you first started. Yeah, okay. yeah, pretty much. I thought maybe you had been, like, messing around with it, like, younger. And nah, just I mean, like, I definitely oh. always had an affinity for music, but it never really, like, I, it never got to the point where I even considered DJing. Then, like, I remember I had I had met a homie when work at a, while working at a restaurant. He was a DJ, and I was like, oh, shit, that's an option, huh? Yeah. So then I just, like, bought a, like, I bought a program, and I just started fucking around. I was like, yo, this is mad Did you buy cool. a little controller? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember I bought one of those, like, DDJ SP2. Yep. I got that shit. I got the DDJ SX. Yeah, that shit. You know, that a little four decks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy. You just carry it. You're good to go, Yeah, man. for real, no. I'll, I'll just be at the crib, like, having a blast, mixing tracks for myself. And then I was like, all right, maybe I could get paid and do this. Yeah. Did you did you end up, like, getting, well, through the Saison stuff, was it, like, uh popular enough where you guys were starting you were able to like pay your team and everybody was kind of getting just a little bit you know yeah yeah i mean we were like definitely would you like any more oh yeah please yeah. definitely i mean yeah, yeah, yeah we're definitely doing enough where it was like able to sustain us like yeah that's like always we, the best thing like, yeah i mean like we had like reoccurring parties like i said at the standard and we were doing some other oh wait we were doing parties at both standard hotels so we were doing ones at the east village and the ones in chelsea so like work even with that like that was enough like keep us going and like but again, like, we weren't really, like, it was, like, less about the money and more for the energy. Like, we were trying to, like, like bring Latinx culture to the front and center. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, that culture has definitely been popping off as of, as of late. Yeah. I feel like it's so, like, there's, there's only, like, one side of it that's being shown. Well, break it down for me. Break it down for me. I mean, because you can definitely inform me a little bit more about it. I mean, I just know it as, isn't it essentially means that they're just trying to take the gender out? Oh, or like, oh, the term Latinx? Yes, the yes, term Latinx. Yes, it's just so. to take the, the gender away from... Explain it to me, explain it to me. I, yes, I like, get the idea of it, but I need a little bit. So the la- so the Spanish language is pretty much... is very much centered around gender. Yeah. So like, you know, like, most of the words ends in A's or O's. There's, like, the masculine and the feminine. Yep. But Latinx is pretty much just trying to take that out of the equation just so that it gives people who, I guess, don't associate with the male or female pronouns... A, opportunity to sort of just be a part of that you know it's okay. like an all all inclusive term for latin people okay yeah. and how is that how is it like as somebody from the latin culture how is it received 
in the sense of like the elders and the new newer age. Yeah, I mean, what's yo, like, what's like, the, I'm sure there's probably a little. Yeah, I mean, the younger heads are definitely with it. Like they're all for it. You know, like I feel like I feel like a lot of people our age are like either like down for gender fluidity or just like at least like accept it or acknowledge it. You know, most of the older folks are just wild fucking stubborn. They're just like, yo, yeah. what the fuck? What type of shit is this? Like, I don't get it. Like, what's good with you? And I'm just like, I word, you keep thinking that way. But, you know, we're, we're trying to like flip the script and like, yeah, make sure it that is hard to it is hard safe. to like hold it against just with anything in general. Like when it comes to like the older generations, too, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to like hold stuff against them, too, because it's like, well, it's just like. And they're so stuck in their ways. That's how they, you know, I mean, there's no changing somebody when it gets, when they get to a certain age, yeah. really, you know? So it's crazy. Yeah. But I, yeah, no, I've definitely, I just, I, I just was like interested on how, how that played a part into like the collective as a DJ group. Uh, who, how many people were in the collective? It's four of us. So four of it's us. me, my DJ, I, my DJ name is probably your daddy. Okay. Um, got the home For a DJ. second, I was like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably your daddy. You know, you never know. You I never was know. like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's me, uh, the homie Diego. He goes by Diego House. The homie Hooks, Magnolia Polaris, and okay. Sebastian Maria. We all play like a very eclectic, different types of music. Like I'm mostly like, like I love sticking to like, like you know, classic reggaeton, uh, hip hop. Yeah. A lot of like uh, a lot of uh, house juke music. Uh, Diego always flips the script with like. Heavy, heavy, like heavy hitters, like ah shit, I can't. I'm like spacing out on the term. It's fucking uh, like he's oh, he's always killing it, like Jersey Club remixes and shit. Yeah. Hooks, like they do, like a lot of house music. Sebastian produces all of his own music. Every time he DJs, he's actually playing off Ableton, so it's like all his own shit. Mm-hmm. Shit makes no sense to me. Like, how do you how do you DJ off of music production software? Yeah, it's Wild crazy. I've seen yeah, it. I've seen that before too. It rem- that reminds me of uh, I'm from Fort Lauderdale, my like Miami area. Yeah. And uh, down there, there's like a label, uh, DJ collective called Love Below. They throw like a party, mm-hmm. and they uh, they kind of give me some of the vibes of like what you're talking about. They have like a whole bunch of different dudes, and they all played like they all had their own niche. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, yeah. and it, it was very, I would say it was very anything in Miami is like like kind of very like Caribbean based. You know what I mean? Course, you know, just just. Uh, but that's interesting though that you like put a collective together that kind of like represented it. Um, Say the DJ collective. All right, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the the art. You were working in art. Let me. You were doing what? What were you doing with this? Man, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever ever call myself an artist. Really, I, I like. So I know the shirts that you're referring to. The piece. Yeah. The piece he, that what, you're talking about. What, 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 what were the shirts? Oh man. So <clears throat> they were just like Gildan tees with the words "White Artist Bore Me" yeah. on them. Son. So many people got. That's what I'm saying. I heard you call some shit for it. Yeah, yeah, my DMs were popping off. People were saying the wildest racist shit to me, and I'm just like, yo, like I'm just mad frustrated. Like this is at the time when I was working, working in the lower. I was like working at this restaurant. It was like a very like. It wasn't even bougie, but it was like you know it was like where everyone in the art scene came to eat and like yeah. chill. So it was like. It was bougie. Fam- yeah, it was bougie. It was like famous white artists after another coming in, like flexing that they're here. Yeah, that shit got frustrating. And like, like working in the art world was something that I wanted to do. Like I want, like I was like PAing gigs up there, right? Like trying to, you know, make my way up. But I just got mad frustrated because I felt like this is the only, like this is the only place that a person like me can stay at, because I don't, I don't look or fit the part, you know. So mm-hmm. like, after all this pent up frustration, I was like, fuck, I just want to do something. I just want to like make a statement that says fuck you to all these people so i was like i don't even know what happened i think i was just like clapped at the crib and i'll like <laughs> i'll have like 
I was on Photoshop and I just wrote the words "white artist bore me" and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm putting on a shirt." Word. I, I posted like a mock-up on on Instagram, and then like all the comments were wild. But did you actually print the shirt? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. I made, like I mean, I think I made like 200 shirts. Yeah. Actually, like kind of. I mean, it went well. Like people like all across the country ended up like buying them and word. Like people I didn't even know. So shout out to them. I guess you know. I guess what was like some of the the main? Well, talk to me about some of the main. Uh, type of comments you were getting oh dude like, like straight up like hate hate mail like yo someone like i think like one of the most memorable ones i had this dude in my dms like why are you making this nigger heart fuck you and i was like yo what god the damn fuck? bro like and then like there was this other guy who was dming me he was like he was like talking mad shit he's like fuck you why are you making this shirt and, and these are just da, 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 random da, da. people yeah, like these are random ass random people. accounts yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And i was just like yo what's good with you like what you mad at were they real profiles or were they just like they, bullshit? They look right? like real people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I have I have all these screenshots saved from back in the day. Like, how did it how did it get out there though? Like, you just post like it was no, just it I just like somebody po- reposted it maybe from your yeah, page. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and everybody was just like, "Look at this shit! Look at this yeah, shit!" Yeah, exactly. And I caught mad heat, and I was just kind of laughing at the shit. Like, damn. But you still sold the shirts, man. I still I still made bread. I still sold the shirts, and yeah. like also like, what you doing hating on the internet? Yeah, the fuck. Like, don't you have anything better to do with your time? Like. Yeah, for real. And we expect we I mean, we live in like a crazy era of that now, dude, where everybody's just like ready to argue online, you know? Yeah, word. I don't get it, yo. If you're mad, just log off. Take a walk. Like, <laughs> for real, yeah. Else. That's why I, yo, I no say sense. that shit all the time, bro. It's like you just like put yourself in the position to be triggered, you know? And then yeah, blame bro. and then get upset when you get triggered. Yep. You know, and it's just like, come on. Or like when people uh when people like post something and they'll swear that they like hey, I don't care the response I get, man. I just need to say what I need to say. And yeah, then, bro, you know, like, real mean, real, you know, they're really like, oh, they wonder what people, they, they put their phone away. They're like, I wonder what comments are going to be back. And like, no one's even like trying to have a conversation online. People's just trying to talk their shit. And, and it gets it. taken out of context, man. I've, yo, I've had some situations where people have like DM me over, cause I post a lot of music on my page. Yeah. Uh, like just like in my stories and I've had people like try to like, I know I've been, I have, it's only happened. It really only happened like ever since like the coronavirus hit and everybody's oh. like super like. High up, tight, everybody's like tight, you know, and like blah, 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 blah. And I've had like a couple of people like, yo, we're not talk, we're not cool anymore. Just because I posted somebody that they didn't like, like a song, like from an artist that they like an artist that maybe like had some beat, like had something surrounding them. And like people, I just feel like people are so quick to just be like, you support this person. Boom. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it's, it's such a crazy area and it ties into the arguing over Facebook. It's like Mm. things can get taken out of context because I could be saying something to you like, just in a questioning manner, you know yeah. what I mean? Not like in a defensive manner, but it comes off as defensive because you just see me qu- adding a question mark to my sentence. You know um, what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's a weird, it's a weird time. People just trolling. That's that's it. Yeah. That's really all it is. They just got to get over themselves, man. Yeah. Well, did you catch any, like, any, like, local heat, like, from people that were close to you, or was it just kind of just internet? I mean, like, I'm not trying to name no names. Like, no, 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 of course. <laughs> no, 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 of course. But, like, yeah, like, a lot of people in the, like, People were either super hyped on it and down for it, and I had, uh, like, massive amounts of support from, like, local artists, but also at the same time, like, mad people were hating on me on the block. Like, yeah. People were getting, like, like, a lot of people were genuinely confused, and that's when I was kind enough, that's when I felt kind enough that I felt like, oh, you know, let me break this down for you and, like, tell you why I made the shirts, and I'll give you, like, I'll give you some more background info, but some people were coming to my neck about it, and I was just like, yo, fuck you, like, one, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't want to sit down and have a conversation about this and actually talk to me and figure out why I'm doing this, then... You're not even really trying to talk. All you're trying to do is just like vent to me and like talk your shit. Yeah. It's not even worth my time at that point. Yeah. It's wild, man. It's wild. The internet is a wild place nowadays. Yep. Yeah, man. 
Let's uh, mind my business and stay on my lane. I told I want to do this, man. I'm really excited about this new this new feature, man. We're gonna we're gonna call this guy Dane. Because I told him I told him I was like, you gotta pull up, bro. Let's see. Yeah, where's he? Where's he at? Chilling in Morningside. We're about to find out right now. See if we can get him. I love this shit. This is like this new roadcaster. Shout out roadcaster. See if we can get him. Yeah, hopefully he's not busy. Guy. He's probably in the studio putting in that work. Yo, his studio is sick, man. Have you seen his space? No, I haven't been up there actually. He'll call back. Uh, yeah, no, he. Uh... Hey, hey, get it. Hey, that music's back on. Uh, no, he's got a cool space uh up in Harlem. Yeah, I uh, actually was up there the other day. That's when I got the board, and uh, <laughs> we went to uh, we went to the corner store. He's like, we went. To, he went to get it. A drink or whatever and i was like oh i gotta stop at the chase bank right yeah. there and i walked we walked in the chase bank and i'm like deposit money i'm like bro this kind of smells like weird in here right and he's like yeah bro that's human shit right there <laughs> somebody had <laughs> took Damn, a shit bro like right in the corner of the chase fucking bank it was so wild over there bro Yo, why was, is it like, <laughs> i mean i get it you know if you gotta go you gotta go that's serious business but yo he took a shit oh, it was a no. huge pile of shit of human shit in the fucking corner of, of a bank, right next, into the inside, like, right next to one of the ATMs. That's horrid, son. I mean, especially, like, growing up out here, like... You see some wild shit. You literally see mad, wild shit. Like, mad human doo-doo in the worst places, like... I've, have you, I've seen a dude, I've seen a dude taking a shit right in front of me in, like, Chelsea before. Or, like, uh, right on, like, 6th Ave. I've been walking by, and he's just, like, openly yeah, just yeah. taking shit. There's Damn. a dude... <laughs> That's energy right there, honestly. Yo, there's this no dude uh, a couple blocks from where we live. I've seen him on this one corner, bro. I think it's Linden Street, Linden and some Linden and something like between Broadway or some shit. He's been there for years, bro. Yeah. Like he's always wearing the same thing. And one day I was like riding my bike by, and it was broad daylight, bro. And this a car like pulled up to the light right there, and he's always standing on the corner. Yeah, I swear, yo, he like walked over to the car and like held on to the thing and oh, took a shit, man. bro. Like right. Like right next to the car, it was like holding on to the side, so he could like balance himself. That's pitiful. Damn. Yeah, man, yeah, it's a wild. Sometimes but I love New York City, go. man. Yeah, I love New real. York City, honestly, bro. Love uh, the city and all smells, literally. For real, it's in the city is definitely not dead. Whoever's saying it, <laughs> never come back. You want more? You want? Oh yeah. yeah. So what's uh what's something that's next for you as far as like what's some of the goals for for the nut butter product? Man, I got some. I should I I I didn't I was hoping you would have brought some. Uh, yo, I we could have showed it off on the show. I was trying to fucking um stop by the storage unit that I got and pick pick some up for you. But Word. I'll I'll mail you some. I got you. Yeah, wait, whatever, man. You. Uh, it would been I would have been super cool. I wish I would have had this uh tool like when we first started talking about it, i would love to pull up on you in the kitchen i thought that would have been like mad fun oh, man, we could have just been dope, like man. i could have just been like walking around you know what i mean like bullshitting with you we could have been oh, in the kitchen the kitchen that i'm working at actually is like they're um, they're a running restaurant so like uh, well, okay there, so like, you're like I'll doing have, it while they're working yeah, i'll just have mad cooks running behind me like grabbing Word. shit from the walk-in it's a hectic ass environment i mean but i love it man especially now like i'm, I'm working for myself and like i've never imagined myself in this position yeah. ever and yo i'm running my own company and like i'm running it exactly how i want to that's awesome and man. promoting it like it's like this company is literally an extension of me and i'm doing all the marketing as if it's me yeah like i feel like you, you look at all these companies and like their shit is wild corny son in the way that they it's like got yeah it's got no like customers character and the way that they fucking talk like i'm not trying to talk like like matt like i feel like it's mad generic and sterile where people like talk to their customers and be like 
hey, how's it going? Yeah, Three yeah, explanation yeah, yeah. points and shit. And it's just like, like, I'm not trying to fucking do none of that. Like, I'm just a dude from Flatbush and I'll talk to you like that. Like, like yeah. yo, what's up? Like, what you need? I got you. Like, that's how I email all my wholesalers. Like, yo, good looks. Yeah. Thanks for ordering. Wholesale <laughs> prices. What's up? Yeah. But, oh, man. Yeah, I love this shit. Like, but yeah, big things coming up too. Like, I'm doing a collaboration with Mission Chinese. Okay. What's um, that? What is that? It's this uh, restaurant. They used to have their flagship in the LES. Now... Their uh, their main location is in Bushwick. I'm working with the chef Danny Bowen, who's the owner. He is a amazing, amazing chef. Definitely check out his YouTube channel. Shit's dope. Making mad recipes out there. Or me and him are teaming up and making a uh, chili oil based peanut sauce. Okay. Yeah. So we're about to start promoting that. That's gonna that's gonna be out in the shelves. Uh, he's gonna also use it in a dish in his restaurant as well. So we're gonna have like a a noodle, like a Asian noodle chili oil peanut sauce dish out there. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that's coming real soon. I'm real, real excited for that. Work. And, uh, what are, what, what are some ideally, like, what are some of the stores that you would like to target? Like, what are some, what are some of your goals for stores that you'd like to get in? Cause I see, I see you posting all this different stores that are like really, you know, pushing your stuff. Mm. But if you could get your stuff on like a, like on a mass level. Yeah. Damn. I mean, honestly, like I was talking, I was talking about this like just the other day, like the, uh, my ideal location is fucking key foods. Like I'm trying to be at like Word. corner stores. Like my, like, like one of the reasons why I started this is cause like, I want to bring, I want to bring artisanal foods and make them more accessible to people of color. Like this shit needs to be more relatable to people of color. Like yeah. you walk into these, like into these markets that do carry my stuff and you know, it tends to be a little like overwhelming and uh, intimidating. Yeah. Like, you don't and I'm glad you there. said that too, because I, if you gave me like the, the the generic like Whole Foods thing, I would be like, yo, in my head, I'm like, damn, it'd probably be hard to stand out with a bunch of nut yeah, butters, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, but if you like, and you if you stick to like your plan on, and what you want and what mm-hmm. your goal is with this company, yeah. uh, and I think yeah, putting it in the neighborhood is is much cooler. You yeah, know like what I mean? It sticks thing, to the thing. You know? Yeah, like another another thing that's really important for me at the moment is like working with a lot of uh, local businesses. Like a lot of local restaurants and bars are closing down because they don't have any business mm-hmm. and they're converting into like general stores just like you know make up for it yeah which i think is a beautiful concept like now like like now now like more like smaller brands are becoming more and more accessible like you know like even like they're popping up in new york city like even more so like that's that's been really cool to see so like i'm like 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 one of the like one of the the better shops that i'm not the better shops but like another shop that i'm being carried at is like yeah. sunrise sunset in bushwick like they used to be like Oh, really? I think I, th- I think we live close to that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're pretty close by, but yeah, like, like they used to like I used to go to the coffee shop and like chill there yeah. back in the day. But like you know that's not the case anymore. And like they converted the front into a into a little market, and they have some really dope products. And like, oh, that's another space that I'm happy to be. Yes, at, so. okay, okay. Word, I do live by that. We that's the place, Erickson. We were driving by. I was like, yo, they got fire breakfast. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been there before for breakfast. I've been on like a date there before. It was I yeah, love that spot, Mackie. and they have like the nice little craft beers. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of local brands there. Yeah, okay. So I can I get that, I get that. But yeah, again, like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be in key foods. Like accessibility is my main point. Like, yeah, I need this to be like yes, it's like it's a fancy product. It's an artisanal product. It's a little pricey, but you can still treat yourself. You know, like, yeah. you can still buy it, and like it doesn't have to be as much of a intimidating thing that it has been. Um, that it has that it has been just period. Yeah. What are what are some of the, 
have you put any like any like uh, videos together for marketing and stuff like that for like the product or is it kind of I can because yeah, I'm, I'm in my head I'm like seeing like funny ass marketing Yo, videos you, bro I don't, like, know, you, I don't know if you got a chance to scroll through the Instagram but like did you see the the first commercial that I put up? I don't think I didn't I didn't uh, see it we can we can play it oh uh, yeah it's not, let's play let's it, get it. <laughs> it's just on your page right yeah yeah Here, I'll, I'll point I'll point I'll point you to it got you. Yeah, play it. We this is awesome. Yeah, shout out Roadcaster, man. We need a sponsor, man. I'm playing fucking games and buy this fucking shit, you heard? This shit vegan, gluten free, is high in protein. Put it in your smoothie. Put it on fucking toast. I don't give a fuck. Just buy it. Danny's nut butter. I don't give a fuck. Just buy it. <laughs> I'm playing fucking games and Yo, buy this that's shit, hilarious. Yo. I have to figure, vegan, I can probably figure out how to put that in the corner of the high screen, protein, right? This video? Put it in your smoothie, right, put right. it on fucking toast. I don't give a fuck. Just like, buy it. Like when I, fr- when I had first started this, I was like, damn. I kind of want to make a ripoff of like those like corny ass Target commercials. You know, they always got like ukuleles playing in the background. Yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I was like, I just wanted to keep that general vibe, but like make it OD funny. It so. reminded me of like a medicine commercial. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, or like the music that I should say, the music, like, yeah, uh, was, uh, you know, oh, that's right. funny, man. Yeah, I get, I, I like the product. I like the, I like the authenticity behind the product. That's one of the main reasons why we, I wanted to come on, dude, because yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. That and it's like, I also appreciate like how going back to how you said that you enjoy doing this because it's your product. You can run it the way you want to. Yeah, I think that's like super important. That's uh, kind of like what, with this podcast too, is mm-hmm. like just the ability to like get your pro- get your message out there yeah. with like, you know, and be able to control it on your own, whether or not I make money from this or not. It's just mm-hmm. like a means of expressing myself. Word. And that's cool that you found that in uh, food. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful thing. Like the funny thing about quarantine, like as fucked up as it's been, like, I feel like it really gave us the agency to sort of just like take the time, give us time to reflect and actually like invest in yeah. ourselves. Like, for so long, a lot of us, and especially in New York City, like, we got these survival jobs, and we're working at restaurants, and we're putting so much time into that, we're like, you know, it's real, it's real easy it's to get grind, lost in the yeah. mix, like, yeah. you get lost in the grind, and, like, you end up just, like, working, and, like, honestly, like, just, like, partying, and, like, drinking, and, like, that shit got so exhausting, and, like, just, like, yeah, it's, like, it becomes a, <clears throat> a really detrimental cycle, and, like, I definitely got caught up in that, and, like, Although, like, you know, I, I did lose all my work and a lot of, like, amazing establishments ended up closing. But, like, one thing that I was able to attain was just, like, more more confidence in myself and mm. more independence. And, like, now I'm out here just, like, pushing my own shit. Yeah, it forced your hand. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's, a, it's an interesting time. And I'm curious to when things are going to kind of go back to normal. I'm interested to see what the city is going to be like. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, weird. that's what I'm saying. I'm excited. And I'm also curious. I'm more curious than anything. Just cause I, I, it's just like, there's the city's been, again, we're not saying the city's dead or anything, but it's yeah. just been, it's been a uh, compressed, right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know what I mean? And like, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen. Like say summer rolls around and yeah. everybody's kind of able to move around again. I think it's going to be a big boost. You know what I mean? And I think it'll, it'll, that'll, uh, work its way into all things, including your product. You know what I mean? And when and people I, I are really able so, to you know? be back to work and things yeah. are kind of moving and things are back to, you know, I think that'll be a, a big help. I'm hoping. Man, I'm like trying to For be, all of us. I'm like definitely trying to be optimistic about this shit, but it's hard, man. Like, it's, it's real challenging. Like, I unfortunately, like, I lost my grandma on Christmas. I'm sorry. Like, that was, that was a big shame. Like, I had lost another cousin due to corona as well. And it's just like, you know, like, 
I, it didn't it didn't feel like a real thing until like it hit close to home, and I feel like that's that's just what happened with everyone, you know. Mm. Like you don't really feel the repercussions until like this. They actually, yeah, 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 until like it happens to, like someone that you know. But like it's hard to, I guess you know, like it's it's hard to take this shit seriously, and like I, I feel like I feel like like generally speaking, like yo, I don't trust like I don't trust nobody here. Like like we're not that responsible. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're really not. Like, there's still people, like, out here in the mix. Like, there's still people, like, getting OD mixy, partying and shit. And I'm really hoping that it, that it slows down. But I don't know. The, the rates is going up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an interesting time, man. I, I have a couple of people close to me that are getting vaccinated soon. Yeah. My sister is, like, in the... She's not a police officer, but she's, like, in the category of, like, the police officer and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that's coming up. Um, But, yeah. yeah it's, I got access to the vaccination, too, since I'm teaching. Oh, true. Word. I'm have you, like, got, you like got your first skeptical. shot? I haven't gotten it yet. I'm like okay. trying to make appointments to get it. I'm very skeptical. Yeah, because I know somebody that does acupuncture that got it, and I was like, "Oh, word!" Like okay. even you know, like even somebody in the, like that like general field can get it yeah. like quick. So I assume teachers, you're around kids, you yeah, know. Yeah, I was like right off the bat, they're like, "Yo, like whenever you want to take it, just let us know." Yeah, make an appointment. But the appointments are od backed up. It's a big ass line to get that shit. It's a fucking huge hassle. I like everything in the city is a hassle. Yeah, true. Like, I mean, I have to like make an appointment. Like, like. It was like a three week wait. Or yeah, I'd go to Connecticut to get it. Can you can you get it in another state? Man, I don't I don't know. Like I, I think it has to do with like the jurisdiction that you're in, especially since like I'm teaching in New York City. I think I have to true. get it in New York City. True. Otherwise, true. I'd be fucking out. Yeah, I'd go somewhere else and get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, take that shit in like three minutes. Like yeah, but yeah, no nah, long ass wait for that shit right now. Yeah. So what? So how is before you before you get out of here and stuff? Um, what's the plan though? Like, what's the plan with uh, taking next? the next steps for the nut butter product. And then also how are you, how are you handling that with teaching yeah. and like being able to like, cause at some point, you know what, you know, whether, whether it's now or two weeks or two to a year from now, at some point I feel like, you know, the decision always comes like, what do we continue? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what, how do you, how do you find balance in that? Like, yeah. I, right, so especially with teaching, like, I, I like, do you feel like if the time, if the chance came, like mm -hmm. you feel like you could make the jump and you were like, I'm just doing this now. I'm making my own product. Everything yeah, I is. Mean, if I could do the nut butter stuff full time, like, yeah. like honestly, like that's an ideal situation. I, um, actually have a home girl that I met through my girlfriend. She's like, like honestly, like, like a, like the business OG, like she's been running her own business for a minute. Like she like gives me advice on everything that yeah. comes, like everything when it comes to like my business. And like, she was like talking to me about like, yo, like, like this is something that you want to do full time, like go for it. Like you can turn this into a way to like uplift other people as well. Like you could do like some form of like mentorship, mentorship program with this. Yeah. To, like do some form of like sponsorship or something. And like, like that's where, I, that's where I'm trying to head to. Like, I'm happy that like things are going well for my business and I'm making bread, but I also want to like be able to uplift my community, uplift my people and like help other people out. Cause that's also the goal as well. Like, it's not just about me. Like I want to make sure that, like if I'm eating, everybody else got to be eating. Too, yeah. So, there was one thing I wanted to say. Uh, shit, I just like blanked out. I hate when that happens, dude. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> you know, I hate when that happens. It was it was about the product. Uh, oh, okay. No, no. Okay, there we go. Here we go. Uh, do you feel like this is what I I wanted to end on this? Um, when it comes to making that jump, do you feel what is it? I want to know what it what it'll take for you. What it what? How does it feel for you personally to like? To be able to gain the confidence to where you're like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. This is, I'm just going to make this decision. I'm just going to leap, right? Uh -huh. Like, what do you think you need to get to that point? Or do you feel like you're you're ready to do that? Or do you feel like... Hmm. I don't has, know. I, I feel like there, 
there isn't going to be like a singular moment where I, where I, I make that decision. Cause like, it's. Yeah, I don't know if you want. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, more shit. Definitely got me a little tipsy. Let's go. Yeah, I think that's why I was like, forget. I forgot my last one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, so it goes. This, this blueberry wine got me, son. <laughs> Amethyst sunset. You know what I mean? Shout out to, them. Shout out to Lake George, man. I got family up there. Hook a nice. boy up with a sponsorship. Yeah, at around back. Uh, but shit, what was the question? No, like uh, <laughs> making making a leap, man. Like, uh, what you know? What do you feel like you need in order to like fully commit? What, what what is something that you you feel like you would need in your life to like make you realize like okay this is this is like I'm I'm taking the leap yeah. I'm going for it I guess like consistency I've been I've been blessed enough to like be put in touch with uh, a non for profit that helps out small businesses in the New York area okay they're called a let me, let me see if I'm getting this right start small think big something like that but they've been they've been really helpful like they put me in touch with like pro bono lawyers. And like they're helping me out with my marketing and shit. Cool. And like, like for real, like if like I didn't really know much about like the back end of business, and these mm-hmm. people like really held it down and like kind of showed me the ropes. But like also besides them, it's like the amount of support that I've been getting from just all my homies in general. Like whether it's like someone that I'm close, like people that I'm close with, or it's just like you know like people that just you know, I know from like around the ways. Like yeah, yo, everyone's being mass supportive during these times. Like shit's been rough for everyone, and. Uh, it's it's nice to see that like the sense of community has been getting a lot stronger as of yeah like, yeah I mean and New York has always been like that too right like I feel like New York always sticks together yeah I mean you know we all feel like shit, shit was definitely crumbling down for a bit but yeah I think we're getting back though I think we're climbing back a little yeah, bit man so. I I feel like the vibe is like picking up mm-hmm. and it's only gonna get better when the warm weather comes back right, you know right. what I mean like I think everybody's kind of like locked in and you know hibernating man yeah, putting I mean, on she, that she's winter weight up. just looking up it yeah. really is well shit man yo. I appreciate you for coming in, bro. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. For this real. was super chill. It was beautiful. Yeah, man. Time. Thanks for the wine too. Okay. Yeah, of course, bro. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. Oh, actually, salute, hold on. Let, before you get out of here, we're gonna call this guy one more time. Let's see if we can get him on the line. We better pick up. Yeah, let's get this guy. He's probably hanging out with Ray. Hanging out. Oh, such a beautiful couple. Let's see. Let's see if we can get this guy on the phone. Oh, he he hung Damn. up. Oh, we're gonna call him again. No, this is urgent. Oh, man. All right. We tried, Dane. We tried to call you, man. I'll give him a call and yell at him later. Yeah, man. You know what it is. All right, bro. Yo, I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, for real, man. Thanks for having me. It was great. Again. Beautiful time. Beautiful time, (laughs) man. And we'll definitely talk about that nut butter product again, for sure. Sounds good. Hit me with that added. Yes, sir. I got you, for sure. Real quick.